Hey Faith Church, I'm Claire Kingsley and it's go time. We are releasing five podcasts prior to our 2021 Global Outreach Conference. The purpose of our Go Time podcast series is to meet our missionaries and hear what they're up to. They will also share a few ways you can be partnering with them in prayer or financial support. We're purposefully rolling these episodes out before the Go Time conference so you can catch up with them before you might see them at an event or hear from them during their seminar. Today's episode features our missionary, Cindy Irwin. She's been doing vocational ministry and has been partnered with Faith Missions Family for 35 years. And up until eight years ago, she was doing this in Pakistan. In the last week, Cindy has begun to serve as a translator for the thousands of Afghan refugees arriving at Camp Atterbury. She is one of just three female translators, working for the hundreds of refugees, and they are expecting thousands more to arrive. Pray for Cindy, for the team she's working alongside, and for the hundreds of Afghans they're meeting every day. As you listen to the podcast, you will hear her heart for immigrants and refugees, and we will have the privilege of learning from her in her seminar on Friday, September 24th. Here's my conversation with Cindy Irwin. Hi, Cindy. It's good to have you on our podcast. Thank you. Yeah, this is great. Looking forward to it. And you're joining us over Zoom from far, far away in Noblesville. Yeah, it's, it must be at least 35 minutes away. This is unusual for me because usually I'm about half the world around away, but this time I'm, I'm just a wee bit closer. Mm-hmm. So maybe for somebody who doesn't know you very well, Cindy, or they've never had the opportunity to meet you, can you tell us a little bit about your life and ministry? And just tell us about yourself. Yeah, um, I'd love to do that. My name is Cindy Irwin, and I am with the Evangelical Alliance Mission. And actually, I've, I've been with them since 1985. I take that back. I've actually been with them since my birth because my parents were missionaries with team in Pakistan for 39 years. So I grew up in Pakistan and I went to missionary boarding school uh, in the north, in the foothills of the Himalayan mountains. So what a legacy with that organization. I tell you, it keeps going. Yes. Mm, That's great. And what do you do with them right now? How are you partnered with them? What does that look like? Yeah. I mean, I was in Pakistan. I went back after uh, my education there and how God worked that out for me to go back to Pakistan. So I was with them for 29 years. And actually my my heart for missions began actually when I was in grade school, when I was eating lunch outside one day at the boarding school and I looked out over the majestic mountains and realized that there were myriads of valleys and ups and downs you know that i could see the peaks way way back from where i was in the distance and i thought this this thought came to me who's going to tell all those people about jesus in all those valleys and right then and right there i decided that i would be the one to do that so i said god yep i'm gonna go i was in grade school then so but god had other plans to return to pakistan yes to work in the mountains with pakistanis no so what did it look like well um that's too long a story to go into but i did return to work in the capital city of islamabad and i worked for 29 years with afghan and iranian refugees teaching them english 
and had a lot of Bible studies with students on the sides, incredible open, open opportunities with those Muslim people uh, because of their displacement uh, in, from within Afghanistan and Iran, disillusioned with Islam, many of them became believers and slowly, slowly the door started to close uh, until I had to leave uh, in 2014. And so now I'm still with team, but I'm mm -hmm. working in the US, like you said, in Noblesville. Actually, even better than that, right on my property, God has opened up a, a remodeling of my grandfather's workshop and I have English classes five days a week uh, there and also have Bible studies. And I'm living with my mom who is now 93 and I take care of her. So God has just worked everything out. It's amazing. That's great. And taking care of your mom, what's that like? How is that difficult or how is it a, a privilege or a joy? It is most of all a privilege um, and, and a joy. I mean, for heaven's sakes, anybody that could have raised me, the least I can do is to take care of them in their waning years. <laughs> <laughs> I was the youngest and the most obstreperous of the three of us children. Um, she does have Alzheimer's, but she is fairly, at this point, easy to take care of. Um, she can still dress and herself and go to the bathroom and stuff, but I do everything else. So um, she's getting weaker, I can tell, uh, as the days go by, but um, I'm very privileged to have this time with her. Mm -hmm. like it, time is a gift and also imagine is really difficult to just see that day by day change so yeah but what a privilege to do that alongside of ministry too I mean in the same place I don't mm -hmm. think there's many people that have that that privilege mm -hmm. so yeah very grateful yes yeah so tell us about some of the students that you meet and um, the people that you're teaching English to who are they and how do you get connected to them I used to volunteer in Noblesville. Uh, it had to do with the Washington Township Adult Education, which is the same as like in Nora. Mm -hmm. uh, then I found out that they had a branch up here in Noblesville. So I hightailed it up here. I started volunteering down there, which was a long drive. Then I uh, <laughs> got on the bandwagon here to find out that that program in Noblesville takes place in a church. It's not related to the church, of course, it's government, but all four of the teachers are believers. Unbelievable. So we immediately had connection there on a heart level as to you know why we were working with them. Now they can't say anything in the classroom per se in that setting, but it sets it up for exactly what's what is happening now. So from there I started um because they didn't have class every day. So I opened up at a conversation class in the loft, which is this remodeled building which stands for leading others forward to truth. And so people started coming from there to mine. So they would be there and here. And, and then, so I was doing that on a weekly basis. Then this whole COVID thing happened. And so that stopped that. So we went to Zoom, but when classes resumed again, then after COVID sort of subsided, um, they started coming in person. So I'm not volunteering in Noblesville anymore. I am here in just here doing five days a week uh, on, on property, which at mm -hmm. this point 
concerning my mom is better for me. Yeah. Yeah. And also you'd mentioned in our previous conversation that your property is also a gift to students because you have a great garden. Tell us more about that. Yeah, it's a, it's a great place. Uh, I even had a lawn care guy come and, and say, man, this place is really beautiful. I say, yeah, you can't really see it from the road, but when you come back here, I told him, I said, this is a gift from God. Everybody that comes in here and says, wow, this is so beautiful. And yes, it's a gift from God. And so I want this property to be used for God, for anybody who wants to come, anybody listening, please come have picnics with your families. <laughs> um, I've had uh, Brazilian gatherings. I've had ESL students from both Noblesville and my own classes here. Uh, it's a great place for kids to run around. This past weekend, we had 12 kids from the Spanish church that used to meet here. Uh, in the loft, they got started with seven people, and now they're up to 75, and they had to move out. Um, but they come back uh, to use the property, and they were here all day on Saturday with the children, just hanging. And I said, oh, it just thrilled my heart to hear the kids running around and, and yeah. making use of the play set and basketball. And they took a long walk back to the soybean fields, and it was just wonderful. So, yeah, and God has blessed beyond measure. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Tell us more. This is just, as we're hearing it, you are praising God for just all of these abundant gifts in your the property, in your home, and your students. Um, and so it also makes us do the same. Can you tell us other stories um, in your ministry that would also prompt us to praise God for what he's doing through your English classes and Bible studies? Well, I can be here until midnight talking to you about it, but it it is now almost retrograde. <laughs> so yeah, let me tell you about uh, some really neat things that have happened. Uh, I, I have a, a weekly Bible study with a, a family from Brazil, three three people in that family, and then two two people from a family from Colombia. Um, that's in person here uh, at at the loft. There's another one, uh, another study with a Japanese lady who had to move to Huntsville, Alabama. I will save her story for another time. And actually the Brazilian story as well. But I've got, I have one story I will tell you about this Mexican family. Uh, they actually live here, not very far from my house. And she is a student of mine at the present as well. Uh, but I, in doing some of the English classes, I had used uh, Bible stories and in a particular way. And I sensed that something was different about Nancy, that she had an, uh, an interest, a little more deep, deeper interest. So I asked her one time, I said, okay, God, maybe this is it. So I asked her, I said, Nancy, do you want to study the Bible with me, uh, you know, apart from class? <gasps> Would you do that? She said, she was so excited to study the Bible just the Bible, apart from the English classes. And so we got into studying. We, we always start in Genesis. I like to lay a foundation in the Old Testament because it is so crucial to understanding the New Testament. So we study, study, and um, <laughs> then one time we, I, I show her um, John 129. Uh, what, what does this mean to you? Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And she looked at that. And she looked carefully and she said, oh, the lamb, she says, that's Jesus. And, and he died for ours. He died for our sins. He was our sacrifice. 
Then she said this, now I understand. And I was so, you know, it was like, wow, it came together for her. All the stories of sacrifices that we had studied in the Old Testament as, as pointing to the ultimate sacrifice. And God opened her mind to understand, can there be anything more thrilling than that? I don't think so. No. So there you go. That's one. Hang on, I'm not done. Then, so we'd been praying for, for um, uh, her family too. So she wanted to tell her daughter when she understood about this Lamb of God business, she goes, oh, I have to tell Erica, my daughter. So she did. And so Erica started joining the study as well. And then I said, Nancy, we've got to pray for your husband that he'll come and study the Bible. And she said, oh, he already told, he told me he's already read the Bible. His Catholic background, you know, he's already read it. He knows everything about the Bible. So I said, well, okay, never mind. We're going to keep praying for him. But then one day she asked me, can my sister join? And I thought her sister was, had flown in from Mexico, you know, was here for a week. And so could she just like join in while we're doing it? So we get on Zoom and there she comes in from Mexico. And I said, what? you're in mexico she said <laughs> she said yes but she speaks zero english so her daughter started translating then when we would do these studies she really wanted to learn more about the bible so nancy asked her if she wanted to study with us so that's what we're doing and so erica has been uh, translating for her and then one day i was shocked to see that eric nancy's husband was on the zoom call as well i said oh hi eric nice to see you so I thought, well, I just carried on. I did the Bible study and whatnot. And lo and behold, he starts translating for, for, this, uh, for Nancy's sister. And okay, so that was great. So next time we have another me meeting and he's on again. He has not missed a study since then. And he has taken over translating for Nancy's sister. So guess what? He has to hear me tell it and he reads it in Spanish and then he tells it in Spanish so he to, to Nancy's sister so there we go he's getting um, a multitude that he didn't ask for but he must be enjoying it so one time after a story about Joshua I said so what have you learned from this story Eric and he said all the stories are very interesting but he says they're not just stories they are life lessons and I was like, wow, okay, something's going in there, you know, beyond. Yeah. So I, I, I think that Nancy and her daughter have come to faith. Uh, and her husband is definitely much us, uh, and we keep praying for him to make that ultimate step. Um, so yeah that's exciting so so that's a way that listeners and people from faith are able to praise god and also um pray practically for you in your ministry and um be praying for her husband eric that's great yes yes thank you for sharing that story and now you leave us wanting more cindy you said there are two other stories that you're going to tell another time when two, four, we get six, to, eight. when do we get to hear those stories during well, your seminar maybe yeah, I think so. Or okay. come to my house. <laughs> so many people probably can relate to parts of your story that you just shared, because we have a lot of people at our church who are, you know, involved in um, some of the ministry programs that help us reach 
the populations of immigrants and refugees in the Nora area, such mm -hmm. as neighborhood ambassadors or FIAC. Um, what would you say to somebody who might be listening and they're unsure of signing up for something like that? Because it seems possibly too uncomfortable or they maybe feel unequipped to be doing uh -huh. something like that. <laughs> First of all, God never said ministering to others would be comfortable. And second, no one is unequipped if God calls you to do something, or perhaps you've forgotten Philippians 4.13, which says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So he's not going to ask you to do something that you can't do. If you, and of all things, teaching English or being involved in an English program is within the capabilities of any human being. So it is not, it is not a difficult thing. But if you consider it scary, then that's another thing. However, that is something that you need to talk to God about because he can help you overcome that. Of course, it's going to be uncomfortable at first. But when you start helping out, it will become comfortable. And then guess what? It's going to become satisfying. And then it's going to be very rewarding. And then you will want to keep coming back as you pour your life into those students. Because when you teach your students, or when you even help out, your students become your friends. It is, it is always a relational thing. And then guess what? When they become your friends, you can invite your closest students over to your homes. Let me tell you that a staggering 80% of foreign students never enter an American home. Please do your part and help that statistic to come down. Get these people into your homes. And how can you do that? Yes, go help out at FIAC. Get to know them. Become friends with them. What do friends do? They hang out. What do friends do? They eat together. So invite them to your house. Take them to a picnic, to turkey run. Do something. Come to my place. I've got this great place here. I don't even need to bother you. Just I'll put the dogs inside. Y'all can come out and hang out with your students. Get to know them. Mm -hmm. Uh, so in, in that way, you're going to impact them for the gospel as God opens up opportunities for you to share with them. You don't need special training or a degree or to be someone special because God wants to use everyone. And I say, go for it and be rewarded. You're losing out if you don't. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's very precise. <laughs> Thank you. Cindy, can you tell us a story about God's provision in your ministry any time when you thought there's no way or there's no way out of this or everything is seems to be falling apart how did god show up well i've never been in the situation of feeling anything was like falling apart but i can certainly tell you when i was uh had to leave pakistan and i thought what am i gonna do and how god just miraculously no other word than that to use that god opened up this ministry with teaching English here on property. So I never, well, how's that gonna happen? So I started in Noblesville, yes. And then um, when we started having groups of people over, there was a problem with, because we have a, you know, our house and then guess what? People have to use the bathroom, right? So what they have to do, trek through our house. That's not a good idea. Um, <laughs> so my neighbor of all things, she said to me, why don't you, why don't you turn, you know, half of your garage over here into something? I was like, oh, wow, that's a great idea. So God provided 
somebody from Faith Church named John Hooten. What a dear. You don't know him, get to know him. And he was the one that uh, did the remodeling for for the loft there uh, of the garage area. It was with my grandfather had his workshop in there. So uh, he provided the person, God provided the person through John Hooten, and then he provided finances. People gave to the renovating or remodeling of it. And what a fantastic thing. So then, yes, that took place. Then I have a basketball court down there. Oh, actually, it's not a basketball court. It wasn't. It's an old barn floor of a two-story barn that my father took down. And so we had this nice area down there. But the floor of the barn was cement. And it, it was cracked. And every time it rained, big puddles here and there. And it really wasn't safe because it was very uneven and a lot of... Uh, even to bounce a basketball around was not, uh, you know, took a lot of skill just to get around all the cracks and holes and whatnot. Yeah. So I was dreaming, dreaming that I'd like to have that whole area asphalted. Have you looked into the price of asphalt? And I was like, okay, God, thank you. It's a good idea. But somebody came out from Faith Church and said, what would you like to do? And I said, well, this is my dream. I just love to have this asphalted so it's a safe place that we can have, you know. So uh, they said, how much is it? And I said, this X dollar amount. And they said, we'd like to do that. My jaw dropped. One family paid for the entire asphalt of that barn floor. It is beautiful now. And John Hooten also built a shed that has all my garden stuff. Then it has all the stuff for picnics in there. So it mm -hmm. takes up a, you know, a little bit of the court area. But, um, and it's got basketball lines painted on it. It's just, I mean, it's perfect. What could I have? Could I have? How could that have happened? God worked. And my, I'm going to just say this uh, on air here that my next thing that I want is a shaded area because over the court, it'll take about a quarter of the court. Because when we have picnics and stuff during the summer, the sun is just entirely too hot and we have to keep moving the tables around here and there, try to find the, the shade up against, right up against the wall. And, and um, my dad had something there before, but it was made of aluminum and he had it tied down with uh, cement blocks and the wind came and it just uh, bent the cement, bent the aluminum and the whole thing was gone. So mm. I need something. Uh, and I've talked to John about this again, um, but I will need finances for that as well. I have no doubt that God's going to provide for it somehow. Mm. Um, and once that's in place, uh, it can't be any more perfect down there for hosting uh, groups of people. And, allowing God to continue his work here. I'm just, I'm excited about it. I don't know how it's going to work, but it'll work because God has always, always, always come through. I say that publicly because it's true. Thank you. Thank you, Cindy. And um, that's such an encouragement to us too. And as we listen and think about those same things that everybody has going on in their lives and needs to be reminded. So thank you for sharing that. Um, Cindy, let's transition our podcast to the, um, the second half of the podcast, which focuses on your support. Um, I feel like this is a really good segue. You were just talking about maybe a few of the things that 
you've like God has provided that you've asked for and also your need of this shaded um something that's provides shade in your structure um so let's say somebody would like to join your support team they could do it and it could look a variety of ways it could be receiving updates regular updates providing encouragement to you praying for you interceding for your ministry and um so excuse me supporting with you supporting you financially so what are your needs right now at this point in your ministry um give us an idea of how uh, what your financial needs are and your um some prayer requests that you might have yeah um uh, it, it's kind of interesting because my entire missionary <laughs> career uh god has has always provided and i know he will but i am in a position i've never been in before and that's about 300 dollars a month short uh that uh, that team is requiring and um if people you know give to my support it it just is enables me to have these contacts that i'm talking about with internationals which leads to relationships which can lead to studying the bible which can lead to some coming to know jesus and i think that's why we're here on earth is so we can <laughs> tell others about jesus i mean we should be doing that whether or not we're financially supported by people anyway uh but this is a specific ministry that, that god has given me and um also just to allow for all the things that we do on on the property uh so yeah more contacts equals more relationships and i i thank everyone who does support me financially wow i couldn't you know be here doing this uh if that weren't happening so um i'm very grateful for that yeah and and for how, yeah how can requests? someone be praying for you yeah yeah i i would love to have more bible studies and i you know i've asked the lord for more and so you can come alongside and pray with me about that and you know when i've done that it's interesting that that god always has somebody that he puts on my heart to ask specifically do you want to study the bible and um so i would i would love to have more studies i love studying the bible with people and uh seeing them come to light uh so that's that's my number one prayer request is that you know i would have a more direct input into lives just by studying the bible with them mm -hmm. um the teaching english is secondary to be quite honest uh <laughs> but when i can use um bible stories in the english class which i don't do 100 percent of the time but um so yeah pray for for more bible studies more opportunities okay if someone was interested in joining your team or your ministry um what could they do to partner with you yeah well i mean i've had some people come up to to visit classes and that's been that's been great um love the internet interaction with somebody else other than me and you're welcome to visit my classes tell the students about yourself for heaven's sakes you can teach a class they'd love that uh, i occasionally have craft classes if anybody's got interesting ideas i am not creative um so <laughs> i am dying for somebody to help in that uh, they would love to do craft stuff i mm -hmm. i'm just not gifted in that 
So please come and be gifted where I am not and <laughs> help, help out in that. Uh, you can come and mingle at picnics, you know, uh, that's great to have other, you know, influence there uh, than, than just, you know, the teachers. Uh, oftentimes we have a game night. Um, we haven't started those back up again since COVID, but um, we'll see how that goes now since COVID sort of starting again. But uh, to have somebody help out on game nights would be, would be great. Mm -hmm. um, I've also had a couple of work Fridays around the property with the students where they, we don't have class. They just come with their gloves and I put them to work uh, in the, in the garden, <laughs> um, doing a variety of things. I mean, we've done everything from trimming trees to weeding to uh, clearing out different sections of the whatever. Anyway, it's been a huge help for me personally, but yeah. it's also a great time to interact with them because we we saw this um, we saw this very interesting bug the other time the other day when they came, and they said, "Ooh, look at that." And I said, oh, that's fascinating. I said, look at this thing that God has made. And it has a point of being here in this creation. God is using that, that bug in such an interesting way. I don't even know what it was. <laughs> and some of them, were, they were backed off. One of them got their camera out and took pictures of, in, from different angles of it. And I said, yes, isn't God creative? I've never seen a bug like this before in my life. So use the opportunities, you know, whenever, wherever you can talk about God. You can do that on a work day on a Friday on my property. So come on out, whatever. I'm just happy to have you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. Um, and uh, thank you for your time on our podcast. And we are looking forward to hearing more from you from your seminar and meeting you in person. Well, I can't, I can't wait um, because when you, when you share stories, it encourages others and um, we're all in this together. So uh, mm -hmm. it, it's not a, it's not a one-sided thing. And um, I need you, you need me, we all need each other. And this mm -hmm. is so cool to see how the church comes together to extend the kingdom of God. Thanks for listening to this special GoTime podcast. Our Global Outreach Conference kicks off in service on September 19th. For a full schedule of the week-long conference, visit faithchurchindy.com slash GoTime. You'll also find other ways to get connected and support our missionaries. I'll leave you with our verse from this year's conference, John 4:36. The harvester isn't waiting. He's taking his pay, gathering in this grain that's ripe for eternal life. Now the sower is arm in arm with the harvester, triumphant.